back again. Woo! Oh! Definitely the right oh. Look at the Rico Suave over there. Where you get that sweater timer. from? timer. A little something, something, something light, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? What did Ingrid, our, our one accord? Amen. That's right, you know. <laughs> there we go, there we go. As usual, Ingrid and I usually, you know, we get it, we see each other. Oh, boo. Yeah, boo. Whatever. Hey. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Confessions Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dudley Francois, with my Confessions family. We are back again for another episode which, which, which i'm looking forward to a wonderful conversation <laughs> on some, we're pre- obviously we're privy a little bit to what we're, some of us is going to say so i'm looking forward to how this thing is going it's going to transpire um but but thank you thank you so much for joining us uh tonight uh if you're watching live and those who are listening on all of our different platforms we're thankful uh, for your support we want you to constantly uh, share this. If you like it, share it. If you're on Facebook, you can like it, love it. Uh, you can share it. If you are on YouTube or any one of the YouTube platforms, please share this link with a friend, somebody who might love to see and hear uh, this conversation. Uh, we would really, really appreciate your support in that uh, regard. And want to say good evening. Good evening to everybody uh, once again. Um, before I start with our conversation, I'm going to do something completely random. I didn't even tell y'all. So, but I just, I just kind of want to hear your opinions about it. So it's been, it's been a while since the, the special happened on Netflix. Uh, you probably heard about that special, uh, that had happened. We had our debut episode on said topic and since Mona, turn your camera. So. No. I just wanted to hear what your final analysis was. How, you know, did you did you feel like it was? Due? I just love how people have so much hindsight, intelligence, and wisdom and knowledge oh. after the fact. Like you know, I don't want to get into it right now. I, all I'm going to say is it is very easy to sit or stand with a mic in your hand and say what you would have said right what you would have done after way after publicists podcasters youtubers cousins had to say what they had to say right now all of a sudden you've crafted this amazing i wish a ninja would and it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah 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 uh-huh he needs to take the seat that's right next to me <laughs> Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. That's all I gotta say about that. Got it. I I thought the opposite. I thought he did well. I thought he, you know, he waited for his moment. He got money for, for from it. He did what he had to do. I, I I do I do agree. I do agree. His conclusion was it's a very cousin thing to do. By the way, I, think, I I do agree. His con- it was very convenient. It was convenient to finally have the last word about it because because nobody's gonna talk about it after the fact. It's, it's been a year, so you really are crafted the final word about it, so it's really convenient. I thought it was smart. I guess I'm I'm more I'm more agreeable about the fact of how he handled it rather than what he said. 
the fact that he crafted the ability to say I had the last word about it, wanted to finish the narrative, and I said, man, kudos to you, man. I was that was smart on your part. He made his money. That's it. He made his money. I'm happy for him. I couldn't really watch all of it, but I'm happy he got his coins. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's hard. I hear what you're saying, Moda. I think it's tough to. I think a lot of people talk about if I were, you know, this person or that person, I would handle it this way, that way, and nobody really knows what they would do until they're in the moment. And nobody. Totally. So, I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. But my you issue know, wasn't with what I would have done if I were Chris Tucker. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Right. Chris. Right. 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 Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any real opinions. Sorry, that was a very... I'm, I'm just like, ah. the fact that he made $40 million off, off the show is like, man, I wish everybody could make so much money off of their pain and their misery and their trauma and their situation. And, and see, that's my point. And, and who's watching this Netflix special? Right. Right. Okay. Right. That's, right. All, that's all I'm saying. So. But doom. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm done. You're oh, all the off of the same people that you're telling him not to perform for. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And there were there were a couple of things that made Whatever. me cringe. The whole you know, uh, I, I wish you, I wish you would have got hit or whipped worse during the Emancipation movie. I said, oh, come on, man. Anyway, uh, so it is what it is. But I, I feel like it might segue a little bit into today's conversation. Now, now this topic is really intriguing. Uh, shout out to I don't want to say who, exactly who was the first one that germinated this conversation or this conversation topic. Who was it? I think it, it was it was the, it was one of y'all two. It was either this one or, or this one. It was, it, it, yeah, yeah. So so uh, it it was it's creative. It's something that I feel like it's been long. I've been longing to talk about this. Or to get this off of my chest. I feel like out of all the episodes of Confessions, this is the first time we're actually really confessing something. Mm-hmm. Well, I confess every episode. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? But you confess within the episode. This is the first time our the topic is going to be a confession that we have. And I, and I and, and I I just love it. I just love it. So shout out to Moto for her creative mind in this. Today, <laughs> our topic is simply put. I hate when the internet tries to fix me. Uh, and how many times do you find opportunities Ooh. where people, brave people behind the keyboard, have inspired and um, divine convictions mm. that they place universal standards and ideas? Mm. Upon people not necessarily knowing the nuances that people are going through. And sometimes our biggest problem is that we feed into that stuff. We use the internet as ways for us to find and cope with certain things. And we take these unilateral ideas and we try to make them into rules that cater to our life. Where the reality is, I don't know about you, but there's a lot more nuance and a lot more circumstances that are happening to people's certain situations and plights. And so I am tired, and I think all of us can agree, that we're tired of allowing the the 
the Twitter fingers to dictate how we live, how we move, and how we have our being. And so what we want to do is to kick us off in this conversation today is we wanted to all give you all, our Confessions family who are listening and watching, a little bit of things that we wanted to con con confess on things that we can't stand the internet trying to fix. I don't know who to start with because there are several that I, I kind of peeked in and I loved. Um, I'm gonna let, let's start with me because I don't I don't think mine's is that off the hinges. Uh, so I was I'll, I'll start with me. I have two. I, I think we all decided we were gonna have one, and all of a sudden we started saying more, multiple. So I'm really to see what what this conversation that's is what started. It. <laughs> that's true. That's what started it. But for me, my first. I, 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 okay, so I'll just say one, and we'll try to see if I'll save save some for the for the end. Is uh, in the span of being the com communication director, knowing the pressure that it is to create a standard of church and church production, I've heard many people, many voices that come from the internet complain about their church and say, you know, why can't my church, why can't this church, why can't the church look like other churches that are a lot more established, that have more money. I'll just say it. Why can't everything be like Oakwood University Church? Well, the reality is, ain't nobody got the same money and circumstances like Oakwood. So I'm tired of allowing people to come to certain conclusions and expect certain outcomes to be the same thing as everything else, where the reality is, Ain't nobody got, Snell ain't, I'm not preaching like Snell, okay? I am not as good of a preacher as Snell, okay? Let me just confess that right now. Maybe this guy is good. Maybe this guy. No, 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 she, no, 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 But as for me, I don't like and I don't, and, and, and I'm tired of being compared. I'm tired of feeling like this camp meeting got to be as good as this camp meeting. I am tired of allowing the internet to dictate what is good when y'all don't know the situations that are needed. But you know, Oakwood is the Beyonce of like Adventist churches. Like you can't come for Oakwood and the and the Oakwood hive doesn't rise up and try to devour you. You know, you know your head is on the chopping block right now, especially because you didn't go to Oakwood. Yes, and I was about to right. Say, yeah. I did not go to Oakwood. Yeah, yeah, and you sound like it. You Yo, sound like it. The Oakwood you hive. Don't care. No. I didn't go to Oakwood. The Oakwood hive is coming for you. They're coming for you. I need to text my squad. Because you know? all you has got that hump. Uh, don't, don't, don't. See? All right? Don't do it to yourself. Okay, so, let, so let, 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 let's get another confession out there. You don't necessarily need to be successful if you only went to Oakwood. There are other people who've gone and graduated and have different degrees that could, could also be successful in this thing called the Adventist Church. All right? I don't necessarily need to be black and have to go into Oakwood in order for me to be successful in this no, thing. No, you're right. You should totally Thank go to a PW. You should totally go to a uh, PWI school. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a predominantly white institute that didn't want you there in the first place, but you're going to go and give them your dollars because you want to diversify your bonds. Well, let me tell you right now, <laughs> university is the only Adventist university that is an HBCU and black 
is beyond just the color of your skin. And the problem with these PWIs, it's just giving you this mentality that Oakwood isn't good enough. I'll tell you what, Oakwood is the Ivy League of Adventist schools. And it's not because we're black, it's because we're all encompassing. See? And the it's people that come out of that school are not just doctors and lawyers and preachers. Some of the best preachers that have come out of the face of Adventism. But we have created E.E. E. Cleveland. We are the reason why the black church even exists. Uh, I get it, also. I get it. I get it. Set up your retirement fund, Dudley. So watch the way you talk about Oakland University. And Come you know on. what it is? And that's the thing. See, see, I'm not, listen, this is not going to turn into an, uh, an anti Oakland <laughs> thing, but. Don't this, say how, this is how the internet spins it. This is how this is how they spin it. How did all of a sudden the premier, the premier church in all of Black Adventism, which it is, and nobody's doubting that. Kudos to them. I watch them all the time. Stella's a good friend of the podcast. We love them, and yet, at still, at the same time, you always find an opportunity for people to to turn themselves into the victim. No, you guys are the standard, and you can't be the standard and the victim at the same time. You can't. I'm sorry. So yes, I get it. You know, now created a course to help the smaller churches to be able to do, so, to be able to do. So then talk to all the other churches. So then tell them stop going in the DMs, stop putting posts, hey, and tell hey, them to start you, looking at the courses. Have you met people? Do you think that the bully behind the keyboard is a ghost? An algorithm that just no. likes to give you trigger words to set you up? Have you met people? Ingrid, how you doing? So this side, so let me so 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 this side of the room is just gonna let this done hanging. Oh yeah. And so you, 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 no, no. You, this I'm is the third so round. I yeah, I didn't go to Oakwood either, and oh, I'm not even like a pastor, so I'm waiting till I can participate. In the conversation, which I don't feel. Oh, yeah. So, so, Excel. Oh, Excel. You don't got nothing to say? I didn't go to Oakland. I'm so. No, 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 no. I'm Ingrid. You good. You are good, Ingrid. You are good, sister. You are good. Excel. Is your school even the same? I told you that Oakwood is the beehive. I told you. And you have something to say. Do you have? Some, I understand what you said. I understand what I do you. And yet, I'm still saying, say it with your chest and come out there and prove right. you didn't go there either. Right? You went to Stony Brook and you went to Andrews. I went to Andrews and it was the worst. See, see. No, no. all right, all right, fine. I will say this: there is a, uh, there is this, this, this belief that you gotta pass through Oakwood. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. There what? is. There is. And I think that there are exceptions to the rule. I'm not even sure that it, that it is the rule, but I still appreciate everything Oakwood has done. I'm not coming for Oakwood. All right. If I if I lead it, listen, I'm not doing it. You by yourself, Doc. Nah, bro. No, no, no. no. You know what, Daddy? I heard that the new You're trying to have your cake and eat it too. Yes, I am. If you if I got cake, what else am I supposed to do? Daddy, no. I heard I heard that there are nah, PWI bro. conferences. That are hiring. Why, why don't you go? You see go that? You see that? You see that? You see that? Because your president, your associate secretary, your associate secretary. You see what you did? Secretary, you see what you did? Right. So watch your mouth. Yeah, we're in the Northeast. I mean, is your school even still open up here? Jeremiah understands. Jeremiah understands. AUC still open? Listen, listen. At this point, at this point, 
there are there are a lot more people who understand the plight of uh, of, of what it is. And if we're going to confess and we're going to be honest, there are a lot more of us than there are of you. Yeah, and, and let's confess that of successful rates. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. Okay, that was my confession. That's it. I'm moving on. Can we wow. move on, please? Um, Ingrid, give me give give, give us your one confession. After all of that? Yes, yes. That's all that. Please. Okay. Well, you know, my confession is a bit more personal, I guess. So I hate when the internet brings up my past mm. that I have put behind Ooh. me. You know, like you get up and it's like oh, this is what happened on March 20th, 2015. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't want to remember that. Right. So you know what? Let me delete it so it never comes up again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate that. Yes, sir. I hear you. I, I hear you. you. They, they, oh, they, 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 they suggest friends you unfriended. Like, it's, yes. Yeah, nah. it, mm -hmm. it wounds me. Mm -hmm. I can't stand that. Do you, do you find yourself going back to old pictures and untagging? Untagging, deleting, blocking, blocking, <laughs> anything to make sure that the internet <laughs> does not remind me March 20th of anything ever again. Oh, mercy. This happened today. It felt like it felt like it happened today. This morning she woke up like nah. Yeah. yeah, yeah hey, what's this? You'd be like. Dang, seven years ago, oh, I didn't. Man. I didn't want to remember this. So you know what? When, I, when you had originally said this in in the in the group chat, I thought it was gonna be. I thought you were more on the lines of somebody who wrote something no. that triggered you. To no. this, this is what I even like. This one, I want. I think this one even better. The IG <laughs> memories, them, them, you, them, um, Facebook memories, and yeah, those five years, years ago, ago today. Nah, no, no, thanks. I don't need that. Seven years ago today, and you're like, yeah, you're like, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Thank you for reminding me that I need to delete that permanently. That's basically right. what it is. Right. Good gracious. I'm blocking. Follow. <laughs> Unblock. All right. Unblock. What about you, E? What about you? My confession, I hate when people who are not pastors try to go online and tell <laughs> pastors what to do. When people who think they understand pastoral ministry, uh, it's like it's like thinking I'm a chef because I cook at home. Like, because I've gone to church my whole life, Wow. I know how this thing should happen. And Ouch. like, so I hate that. I hate that because there's so often there are so many nuances, layers, and levels to what actually happened. And I'm not saying pastors are perfect. I'm not saying that they, that they shouldn't help be held accountable or that they shouldn't be critiqued. But there is this, there is this sense of like anybody could do our job. But at the same time, nobody wants to do our, our job. Because they know that there are things that we deal with and we go through that that nobody understands, or at least very few people want to deal with. So I hate that. But I also hate, I also hate when pastors act a fool and prove those people right. right? <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> like there's so many times where it's just like unforced errors, unforced fumbles, and they're just making mistakes. And it's like, 
Now you give them a leg to stand on. So I hate when the internet tries to fix those two things. It's just like, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, I, I, if I could piggyback on that, it, it, I feel like there are people that tend to become internet pastors. Mm. They have their own following. They have their own church. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm, 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 I'm gonna stop right there because this Adventist church is too big, too, too, too small. If I keep yeah, anyway, I agree with you. I agree with you, brother. I believe that, that that is a problem that the church faces. Oh, I I am. Whew. And again, I want to be clear. This doesn't mean pastors aren't wrong. A lot of pastors do things that, that should not be done. As you but, just as you, as you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, but the level at which the conversation is had often does not reflect the, the nuances and the dynamics and sometimes even the politics that are involved in all of those things, even the development of the pastor. You know, and how did they reach that conclusion? There's some, there are things that happened along the way. So it's just like, so I watch, and I'm just like, and you, and the pastor can't enter the chat because if you want to, to offer nuance and perspective and understanding, then you, you're not, it's very hard for people to see God you forbid. being impartial or fair. It's like, no, you're just defending your own. It's like, no, there, there are things happening behind the scenes that some people just don't know anything about. And you know it's interesting too in, in that in that statement. I mean, I think it's easy because there are three passes on this thing, but I think it's interesting also too this idea of that my opinion is not my own. That if I put my opinion in the chat, that's for some weird reason I must be defending a pastor. Like, yeah. like I'm not my own individual person with my own individual thoughts. Right. Because I've been pastoring for now what eight years, mm -hmm. but I've been Dudley a lot longer than that. So why can't I, why can't it be Dudley making Yo, this comment? Not necessarily Pastor Dudley. Let me add one more. I hate when pastors can no longer be people because we've taken on the role of pastor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. I'm done. Drop the mic. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. Motor, what you got? <laughs> oh Lord. I'm gonna behave myself. So we should start like a motor timer. To I know. Oh, yo, I was thinking that. I was thinking, what do we do? We need to uh, like create a countdown clock. Right, and right. Get people anticipated to know right, right. this is going to be a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like how long will motor, you know, make it before like she flips over into like the other, the other side of motor, the other side of motor. <laughs> sensitivity and the bullying that the internet has allowed. Mm. I think mm. that the pendulum is broken. It has swung so far left and right that I don't even think there is an east to the west anymore. Because if I don't like Edsel's sweater, and I make a comment and I say, wow, Edsel out here looking like Uncle Tom, right? <laughs> look, 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 looking like Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> right. Then he, exactly. Let me just prove my point, right? 
And looking like the uncle outside. from the from Thanksgiving. Look at look oh, look like he should be on a Christmas special. Look, look like him. And then it becomes because Edsel ain't got no style. And then it goes because Edsel doesn't know how to dress. Then right, it goes, right, right, right. Edsel's wife at? Why is she telling him what to wear? And did Edsel's wife give him permission to go out of the house looking like that? And then it goes from I just like his sweater. Is an example, bro? Fix your face, man. No, that's not an example. This feels personal, son. Like, what's going on? But that's, and that's exactly my point. <laughs> right? We have gone. Y'all stop trying to, y'all are trying to entice them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like the internet has created this subculture of bullying where it's okay to bully because it's my opinion about his sweater. Mm -hmm. So because I don't like it, then 70 other people who don't like it as well we all get our pitchforks and we roast Edsel. But it's not just the sweater. We roast him as an individual. And then right. his family, and then his character, and then there's no more Edsel because we've obliterated him. Mm -hmm. He's not a person anymore. Right. He's a subject. And that's my issue. So then the lines between my opinion mm -hmm. and sensitivity to, hey, maybe Edsel's grandfather who passed gave him this ugly sweater. And maybe I don't need to opinionate that I don't like it. Maybe I could just be quiet because that's an option to just mm -hmm. be quiet. It's incredible to me because everyone has something to say, yeah. but nobody has a heart to listen. Mercy. Nobody really wants to know what's behind whatever's going on. Right. And, and, and what triggered this was Sierra. Sierra wore a dress. Oh, I know what you're talking this about. This past week, right, to the Oscar Barely There themed party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to the Oscars. It was to the Barely There themed party. Okay? Would Michelle Mota, pastor of Northeastern Conference, assistant ministerial director, walk out in that dress? Well, I'm not going to answer that live because I could get in trouble. But I'm joking. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But here's my point. Here's my point. And that's my point right there. Even though I wouldn't wear it, I don't have to condemn someone who does wear it. And who do I think that I am? That I have to condemn someone to the point where I'm saying things like, I cannot believe that her husband let her come out of the house like that. If it were me, I would have never. Well, it isn't you. She's not with you. For that probably exact reason. And who are you again? Like, it, it's just, it, we have just become so disgusting with the way that we air out our opinions. I don't have to agree with you. I can absolutely disagree, right? I had a, I had a shirt that I used to wear to my board meetings. Don't be, it says homophobic, transphobic, don't be disrespectful, genderist, sexist, when you could just be quiet. Like sometimes you could just be quiet. You don't have to stand behind your mighty keyboard and type out a paragraph about how you mm. disagree with somebody's choices, then don't you make them. You don't like your kids learning about transgenders? Send them to Adventist schools. You don't like people that have to, you know, do this and that? Find a place where that doesn't exist because it's not everywhere. But we act like if I have to take a stance by getting up and disrespecting an individual to the point exactly what Edsel says, where they become a subject and they're no longer with feelings and they can no longer see these comments and it can no longer affect them. And then we wonder why suicide rates are so high. Mm. 
because I remember I remember that same scenario because what weren't they also comparing her dress to LeBron James' wife's dress? Yeah, because LeBron James' dress and everybody yeah, else's because LeBron James' wife didn't come with the same type of right. I guess didn't go with the same theme. And so a lot of people say, "You see, that's now that's a wife." No. I had no idea that that's actually she's the one that's out of you know, she's the one out of out out of the context of the situation that was happening. And so there's a lot of time, that's what happens sometimes with the internet too. What happens is is it's not even just your opinion, but now your opinion allows you now to feel compared to somebody else. Absolutely. Now, you know, you know, again, I'm just gonna put it in my own world because it's the only world that I live in, is that you know, now your sermon is compared to somebody else's sermon, right? Your 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 strive for social justice is now compared to differently than somebody else's strive for social justice. Your ability to be woke is different than somebody else's ability. And you have no idea what the context is with certain people's lives, their schedules, their whatever the case may be, just based on how you feel. And so a, a lot of times, I guess what the, the catalyst behind this conversation is leading to is how someone uses the internet to voice their opinions or allows the internet to be used to fix people if that's even a way for if you if you can even use the internet to fix people so i guess the question now is is before we get to some more confession because i got some more um how do you use the, how, how do you use the internet it, it or in what ways have the internet outside of what i just mentioned been used in a difficult way well, one thing I would just wanted to add is that I think the internet gives people the illusion of being informed. Mm -hmm. That because they can do a quick Google search, because they can watch a 30 second snip on something and then they'll read the, the, the comedian's caption underneath, they think they understand what's going on. They think they understand the problem. Like how many people did not know what the theme was for the for the party that, that she went to, right? Um, how many people feel like they understand what's happening in the world because they are watching this biased news outlet online that is giving them their take and their perspective? I think part of the issue is also how journalism has also taken on this kind of um, this this kind of snapshot view of like what's going on in the world clickbait and we're going to draw you in and then we're going to give you the illusion of news by creating this contentious environment where people are arguing with one another and then then you think you're informed right and then you watch like news outside of the u.s and you're like oh like this is what it means to be an unbiased journalist sharing information thank you bbc <laughs> thank you bbc and i think that the internet has has amplified that yeah so you have a lot of people who think that they know like one of the things that's been happening to me is I used to post all the time. And one of the things I, I got to agree with Ingrid, I confess that I hate is sometimes I see old posts of mine and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about. I, I was in a different place, right? The more I learn, the quieter I get. Like you see, like my posts on Instagram and Facebook have just like gone down. It's just because like the more I learn, the more aware I am of how much I don't know. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's sad to see how the internet is used, where people are just arguing with each other based on mm -hmm. on incomplete information. And yeah, but also, that, Edsel, right. it's the algorithms, right? So what happens is like these algorithms figure out how you think based on the right. things that you see and the things that you look up and the things that you say, because we know that if you talk about 
the express shopping, you're going to get an ad for express mm -hmm. on your phone like five minutes later, right? Yeah. You don't even have to actually look it up. It'll already be like ads on the side, express. And you're like, wait, how did, right? So it hears you. It understands how you think. And then it's going to lead you to the sites and to the places that it knows or it has figured out that you want to see. So it's going to feed you. You believe the earth is flat? Yeah. Here's all this information on the earth being flat. You believe that, you know, you're not born with cancer, which you are, but everybody thinks, you know, oh, I'm not born with cancer cells. No, everybody's born with cancer cells. And it's like, oh, wait, what? That's what? And then it's like, oh, because this is, cancer's produced by this and it's produced by that. And the internet's like, oh, that's what you think? Okay, yeah, let me feed it to you, let me feed it to you. Right. And people don't realize that all this AI, which is amazing, right? It, it's done a lot of wonders for us, is also very damaging in that, and I want to talk to my parents, but I know I'm bordering it, in that, by learning your obtuseness, it feeds it. Mm. It knows what you want to believe and it encourages that belief, yeah. right? It, it's, like, it's like the perfect recipe for disaster. The more that I search for curly hair products, the more it sends me ads and YouTube videos and little clips on Instagram. And it's like, oh, she likes curly hair. So curly, 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 curly. To the point where for like a month, I did not see a single person with straight hair on my explore page. And I was like, wait, what's happening? And that's when I realized like, oh, this is what this does. It literally learns your search patterns. Right. It learns at what times you're searching. It learns what you're looking up at certain times of day. So the times that I would be sitting there looking up for different products or different styles, it automatically sends me clips of styles and products and try this and try that and pattern this and curl that. Right. And I realized, I was like, wow, this is how people get sucked in further. Like, so this is, you know, um, curly hair all day, right, for me. But this is how then it goes from curly hair all day to, man, I really hate people with straight hair. They really hate themselves. And then it goes into, I don't want to talk to people with straight hair because they're obviously ashamed of the kind of things that they have. And then it just feeds that mentality that, oh, you know, before you straighten your hair, there's a clip, remember this, 13 million people on the planet, which they, you know, that's that's how that. Wow. Yeah, it creates an echo chamber where you think that what you see on social media is really? the reality for everybody else. And you think everybody's seeing what you're seeing, but you're not, yep. but they're, they're not. not. Yeah. Yeah, and there was something that you said too about like the more you know, the more you don't want to post. Um, I also find the more that you, the more that you know, the more you, you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. That's what you said. The more you, you grow, the more you realize how much you don't know. And that's the reason why you don't post. But for me, I also find that the more I grow, the more I, the reason why I don't know. And it also gives me a fear of not posting because just call it what it is. Sometimes I don't post because I don't know. Other times I don't post because I just don't want to be judged. Like, I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's gotten to a point where Man, you know, the, before it's like you wanted to tell people, you know, what you thought. You want to tell people how how you. And now it gets to the point where it's like, you know, I, I'm not. There was this one time I remember. I, I think it was I don't even remember the conversation, but it was so many years ago. I made a conscious decision. I'm never going to do this again. Where you make a post, I don't even know what the post was about, and you have I, like I literally stepped away for like 30 minutes. I come back. 79 comments 
whoa, what in the world? And so now you're the fool that goes in and tries to like argue now, like defend your case, <laughs> go back. And so now you're you're trying to talk to one person where three people done commented to that point that you got to adopt. So now you're so now you're defending so many different people, or you're defending yourself against so many different people. It gets to the point where it's just like, you know what? This is not even a safe place for me to express my opinion because not only do people take it and uh-huh. <laughs> Jeremiah is funny. Jeremiah is so funny. I'm not even He's gonna probably right. He's probably right. No, no, no. So he the comment. I'll, I'll put it up. Put it up. He's. For those who are on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> took a shot of me being a Celtics fan with Celtics things. But whatever. Um, and, yet, and yet that's what it is. So it's, it's a lot of times you just feel like, you know what, it's not worth it. Because we, we got to the point where we, this is not, this is no longer a platform, or never, maybe it never was, a platform for intelligent discussion. There is no opportunity for us to actually grow to actually fix something that's wrong with us because the platform doesn't give the opportunity for us to wrestle without necessarily being malice or condescending or judgmental etc and so if that's the case then there's no place for us to have intelligent conversation or at least not this is not the place for us to have intelligent conversation so it's just not worth it and so now it gets to the point where if you if you follow me on ig pastor dudley with two d's in the middle uh, on ig if you follow me on ig all you see is just my family you know what i'm right. saying both of my kids and stuff like that the things that i that i care most about and, and that's just what it is and just call it what it is because it's just people are mean. No, it's true. I mean, you know, or you can see this disrespect on Dudley's, you know, page. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to make a point. <laughs> scroll, scroll. It gets better. It gets better. Point it gets better. It gets better. Desk, I'm gonna set you on fire. Listen. No, but I gotta agree with Dudley. Like, even on my Facebook, if I don't, if it, most of the time I post my kids. If I'm not posting my daughters, like I really have to be convicted to actually put words um, on social media because I just feel like people look for a reason to misinterpret what you have to say, but they also hold you to a certain standard based on what you say. And I, I, I just, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? People have formed so many opinions of me. They have no clue who I am. Um, they know nothing about me, but I write something and they take it to mean whatever they want to mean. And I, I'm just like at a point where it's just, it's it's annoying. Like even the last time I posted something after I ended um, my sessions with my therapist, you know, most people were very positive, but you know, there were still conversations of like, should you have posted that should you have been so transparent should you have said this should you? and it's like well why not you know what i'm saying this is my life this is who i am this is what i'm going through and i just feel like if this is me like i'm not being inappropriate i'm not saying anything that's disrespectful but people want you to be someone who you're not on social media and when you are yourself it's almost like it's a problem so it's like you know what let me just post my kids yeah, and yeah. go about my business. But it's because of what Emanuela just said. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown calls this common enemy intimacy where people aren't, they don't have real relationship, but they're able to bond over being mm-hmm. in conflict with the same person right. or disagreeing on the same topic or, right. you know, having a beef with the, over the same issue. And it 
it fosters a sense of community where they feel like, yeah, we're together, da da da. But they don't really know each other. All of their intimacy is just based on having a common enemy. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a question. I have a question. Our title. Oh, 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 don't, don't, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let me just pick back on what you're saying and just saying um, for all of our you know listeners and watchers, be careful of those type of relationships. You might be friends and befriending a lot of people that you think that you know are good friends. I've, I found a lot of people that I, I I no longer am friends with because the reality is our common interests were based on other people, right. and it wasn't necessarily us. And so. That's, that was a great point. Okay, good, good, good. I'm sorry. But my question is like, our title is "I hate when the when the internet tries to fix me," and I'm wondering, are we four people right now on the internet trying to fix other people? Uh, I'm not. Okay. I just want to be. I want to make sure we're being consistent out here. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna say what I said in the chat. Right. It was asked to me. Right. I'm gonna read it uh, verbatim. <laughs> I said, I hate the way that some of your feet smell. Oh, wait, that's, sorry, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. I said, I am not trying to fix anybody. No. I'm just telling them about themselves as a glorified, wow, I see how wrong that came out. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said, I'm not trying to fix anybody. I'm simply holding up a mirror to who we've become. Right. Listen. As a chaplain, which is something that I do as well, you come to realize that your job is not to fix people because you can't. No. You cannot fix anybody. Just like as a pastor, I cannot convince you to become baptized. I can't convince you to take on Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I don't have the power of conviction. So I don't have the power to fix you. What I have the power to do is to simply hold up a mirror and say, look at what you've become. Do you like this person? And yeah. even that mirror is a little bit biased because what I see may not be what you're trying to put out there. Yeah. So even with that, like you've got to have people in your life that are willing to call you out in the things that you're not doing right and have a conversation with you. Not say you have to stop doing that because really, who are you though? Mm -hmm. But it is a conversation that should be had. Like, you know, they could pull me aside and be like, Michelle, did you have to roast Edsel like that? And I could be like, nah, you know, that's true. That was kind of a low blow. I'm just saying that is that is a conversation. About, about his season three um, copy show Twitter, right? Exactly, exactly. Y'all are so... Put it in the cup. Sorry. <laughs> in the cup of the I know I look good. You know what I mean? Y'all can't shake me. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Six foot one chocolate out here with the cable knit sweater. What I can't. I can't. Come through with the money, bro. Let's go. I look like DNA chromosome. Okay, no. Go ahead. You know what? It was good. It was a good one. So, you know, so. Yeah, my and so, and so in this, in this, oh man, Spotify is really gonna be like, what did they do it? Um, so, so in this, I, 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 I find, I find it, I find it, it's sad, really, mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot of times about, like even for this, like the reason why I feel like 
I appreciate a podcast. And I feel like even generations on our generation and generations after, after us are moving towards podcasts is because maybe the internet is trying is fixing itself in how it's it's being okay. used. Because now it, this is not necessarily a, a detection of what you need to do, but now it it you can grasp nuance different people in their opinions and how they come to their conclusions. And you can form your own opinion based on the argument, based on the discussion, even if you're not necessarily a part of it. And so as you're, you're participating vicariously through the conversation, you find yourself growing, you find yourself being more edified, et cetera. And so, so this I feel is a healthy way to dialogue, especially because at the end of this, we're not judging the four of us aren't judging each other based on our conclusions. You see what I'm saying? Versus, a, a person who, or people who use this platform for no other purpose but to uh, gaslight and to, you know, string people along with ideas. And also, if you don't agree with their conclusions, you're ostracized, you are, you know, right. whatever you are. Right. There's an outrage machine on the internet that just churns, up, churns out material to enrage you, to elicit mm -hmm. a reaction, because it, it'll get your eyes, it'll get the likes, it'll get the views, it'll get your comments. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have also hopped onto that bandwagon because they think this is the way to build a following or this is the way for people to um, respond. And there is there is this sense of validation where it's like, I go back and there are 50 comments. There are how many likes? You know, there was this whole thing a while back where people were like counting the number of likes and Instagram, even for some accounts, had to like stop listing the number because it was driving people to talk to, to harm themselves, maybe even to mental illness. So um, my question is, what is it that people when we see people engaging in this kind of activity online, what is it that they're really looking for? Community. Validation. Uh, yeah, I was going to say validation, too. But it's community as well, like like yes, validation. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it works hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. and it works hand in hand because, because you want to find you, people that think like you are absolutely. like you, and it's and that's exactly what Delta was saying. It's a false sense of friendship because mm -hmm. they don't really think like you, and just because you agree on one thing doesn't mean that at your core you are actually people that are able to come together. Sorry, I forgot people can't yeah. see this. <laughs> yeah. But, but I also feel like I find that a lot of times people use the internet as a way for them to vent. It's mm -hmm. an opportunity for them to express an insecurity, uh, to express a certain, you know, obviously a point of view that they would love um, to be to be pumped up more. I guess that falls under the umbrella of the the validation. And so in this, I find that there are a lot of people. Again, this is where this is where brings me back to the 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 internet pastors the people who who have a certain following or certain community online that 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 church that online church is looking for that person and the platform that person has created to say something controversial or something that meets the the need of their insecurity or their disappointment or their hurt or Etc. And so they'll, they'll constantly allow that platform to grow, not necessarily because it's a, it's a place where you can actually learn and, and figure out what actually the problem is, but just to foster how I feel. 
about it. And so, again, it's, it, a lot of times the people use it as an opportunity for them to vent in, in order for them, their emotions to feel connected by other people's validation. OK, that person understands my pain. And so let's just have pain together. Let's just hurt together. Let's just bash together. Let's just scream together. Let's just be mean guys and mean girls together for the sake of doing that, because without that, I don't necessarily feel as if that itch is being scratched. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the shallowest level of community because it's community only based on agreement, right? There, there isn't a lot of room for diversity of thought. There isn't a lot of room for intellectually challenging one another without getting, and it's the worst place to get into an intellectual debate with, because um, like everybody's watching, right? So the chances of becoming defensive and like, I got to win and, but, and you have to one up the person. It, right. it's, it's messy all around. And, it, and, and eventually when you, be, because you're on that, public stage now you have to feel like you have to win now it, it, you, it, it, the conversation has to get to a point where it comes to a conclusion we can't just agree to disagree because the world is watching quote unquote and so now because you you, you might not have a landing point now instead of instead of coming to a point where you can do, agree to disagree now i feel like I said, well i gotta get a one up on this person so let me get a dig in that i don't necessarily have to do right. just for the sake of sticking the landing and so now like, well, you know, that's the reason why you don't do this. And that's the reason why it had, and that had nothing to do with the conversation. Right, why right. are you bringing up this yeah. when this had nothing to, and just for the sake of sticking the landing. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, again, it, it's, it's just a hard you know place what? to have it. You know what though? People be people in, okay? People be people in. People be people in. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is the same, the same idea and culture Ooh, I'm about to say something that's a little bit controversial. The same way that we treat people on the internet that need the attention, they go to the internet to escape the reality that they probably don't have that much control in their own lives. So they go online to try to like create a pseudo control, a false control, a false narrative that they're just so secure and they're all these things. It's very similar to the way that some people function in the church. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. They take on these positions, mm -hmm. they become elders and deaconesses and the director of this and the director of that because they don't have control in any other area of their lives. Mm. So they come to the church and they bring that insecurity and that messiness and they bring it into the church. And then they're like, I don't know, my church isn't growing. Um, because of you. Mm. Mercy. Really? Mm. Mercy. It's it's the same. Well, you can't say amen. Uh, it's the same. It's the it's the problem. It, it's people be people in. Yeah. They're the same. No matter where you go, whether you're in church, whether you're online, whether you're in a grocery store fighting for the same watermelon, they are the same individuals. Nurse. It's just for some reason. That idea of community empowers them to dig into their dumbness. It, it causes them to dig their heels into bad behavior and attitudes. And I'm I'm in charge, and I can say what I want to say. And this is my mm -hmm. church, and sir, yeah, you barely pay five dollars a tithe here, please. So mm -hmm. you know the problem is at the end of the day. That's really what it comes down to. It's you create 
the internet has just become a replica of the place where you go to to have that control and power. Yeah. And if you can't get it in a physical building, pandemic, then I'm going to go online and get it there. Yeah, and it was I'm going to do the pandemic. same mess that I did when I was in that building, but now I get to do it online. So I can harass a pastor who's going to get ordained because she is going to get ordained. I can get up on a platform and disrespect her. And when she's in the chat saying to the gentleman, hey, I'm right here. I'm the pastor you're talking about. Oh, well, that's easy. He could just swipe the comment away because he doesn't have to actually deal with her. Because that was never the point. Agitator and an aggressor, because you can stand behind a screen and rant off your beliefs as if somehow your understanding of the Bible is the right. understanding right. of the biblical word. Right, right. We right. don't just do it with the Bible, we do it with people. We do it, right. and like we said, people stop being people and they become subjects that I can then attack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That because there was never the point to fix the issue. It was always the point to rile up the base. It was always the point to stir them up, get the views, get the money from the views, and use the people in that way. Exactly. Yeah. Exploit them emotionally in that way. Not to provide healing, not to provide safety, not to provide support, not to provide any intellectual growth. But to it hurt. All to just stir them up so that I can profit from that and I can feel good about myself. And so this this is sort of in line with the mm -hmm. second confession that I have about why I hate the internet or why I feel like the internet is does a poor job in trying to fix things is this idea which, which I was more targeted on one particular topic, but now it's going to seem like it was more generic, where our wokeness limits us to witness in the sense where there are a lot of people who, especially during the pandemic, there were a lot of people who were charged um to a particular cause and yet that particular cause for me just for me being a, a a witness no pun intended of what was going on allowed me to see that people's bottom lines were different a lot of people were talking in the same vein like we're all christians but in reality people's bottom lines were different not everybody's bottom line when they use their platform to do good is all coming to the same place. Some people's, their bottom line isn't Christianity. A lot of people's bottom line isn't the the the, the bettering of one people and uh, the upliftment of the standards of, of the kingdom. Because, like, take, for example, um, let's say if I came on to this podcast with a red trucker hat with white letters on on, on the front of it. Make Northeastern no great again? <laughs> he getting arrested tomorrow? <laughs> well, yeah, it's supposed to be tomorrow. There, right? We'll, we'll see how work is being. And so, and so, there are a lot of people, especially during a certain season, there are a lot of people who are triggered by that expression. God forbid a black person wore that hat, automatically you'd be judged from the jump, right? But now it it it, it was deeper than that. It wasn't just a disagreement of ideologies now it came down to well you are this person and 
and there became a hatred towards certain people. There became a, a certain dislike towards certain people that, that our, our stance of trying to defend one case made us feel negative towards another people. And now I'm starting to get to, to a point where I, I begin to start to see literal hatred exude out of people's statuses and posts and comments to the point where I'm just like, well, what's your bottom line here? Because the reality is whether you want to or not, whether you like it or not, God wants you to love those people too. God wants you to love the people that you disagree with too. God wants you to love the person that that didn't do right or or, or, or didn't handle that situation right or didn't or, or, or spoke out of context, etc. And so how do you handle your disagreement of something? You know, you, there's that, a, there are ways that you can you, disagree. Do you own a MAGA hat? No, I do not okay. own a MAGA hat. No, no, no I'm just... I'm, no, no, no. I'm just, yeah, I'm put, putting it out there just for the sake of the, some people. Out there. But I'm just saying that there are that there are there are people who are are so triggered based on their sense of right that they forget the right way to talk to people. There's a sense of doing do standing on right that's so that is so that's so alarming that a lot of times people forget that at the end of the day I'm doing this because I'm, I want to uh, I want to speak to the issue I don't necessarily want to speak to the person I'm speaking towards the disagreement I have and not necessarily speaking to yeah it's his his I, he, he wasn't that focused on what I was saying if you, if you okay so I like I've been listening I'm listening to everyone speak and and you know as an educator and working with children who rely very heavily on the internet, I think a big part of the problem is that we have gone away from thinking critically and becoming very reactive, right? Because the internet gives us all this content very, you know, immediately, simultaneously, we see it, we hear it, we believe it, whatever, whatever, and then we become a reactive people, right? In all of our settings, like Michelle was saying, like you're saying. And so I feel like we need to get back to basics before the internet, right? The internet trying to fix us is going to kill us. Darcy. It's going to kill us because we are so overstimulated with what we're getting. We don't take a moment to really slow down and think critically about what is coming across our screen. We don't take the time to have meaningful conversations. We don't take the time to dialogue, to understand people that have different perspectives from us. We just find our little groups, our cliques and whatever online, we fall in line with them and we just become reactionary to everything that we see here and are exposed to. And it is such a dangerous phenomena that we're yeah. dealing with. And if we don't get a handle on it, the internet is not going to fix us. It is going to kill us. It's still funny. Mm -hmm. and, and let me just add this last thing too. Is I find that there are there are a lot of people that I've noticed in the past who have had uh, opportunities to be to um, speak and to mm -hmm. address certain things. And <laughs> depending on the season, depending on the circumstance, people some people who were loud in the beginning are quiet now. Some people who are quiet in the beginning are loud now. And so it's interesting how we pick and choose when to, you know, voice our opinions when even the same circumstances are happening two years ago that they're happening today. But, 
you know, today it's not convenient for me to talk about it where two oh, years ago well, was, five years ago it was. I, talk I to me, tell me why I'm on. I have to totally push back on what you're saying. Um, so, I, I, I think that you can't just say if you fight one cause, you have to always fight it with the same intensity. No one oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that that that. That's a what hear- in the ring movie is happening on your. <laughs> what? Your internet what? is like. I'm about to swing it. What's going on? You yeah. Like- yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, so I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you got to be a champion who once once you 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 duck your hell, hills in to one particular topic, you have to talk about it the whole time, you have to address it the whole time, etc. I'm not saying that because life changed for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Where before I might have had time to talk about some things. Now I'm a you know parent of two kids. I don't have the time to talk about it. It necessarily mean I have the same um I don't have the same passion or zeal or whatever for it. What I want to so say what I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You talked about wokeness and witnessing. Mm-hmm. Um so even when Jesus was confronted with people that were in the temple, the money changers, Jesus did something incredible that had never been done before, actually, because that's why they were so comfortable being there doing exactly what he was, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Jesus was willing to flip tables, right? To mess up their prophets, to mess up what they were trying to build on, because it was on the backs of extortion and trying to make these poor people feel like they had to buy these things so that they could actually go and present a a worthy gift to God. And what Jesus was saying is what you're doing is wrong. And he was willing to call them out. That doesn't mean he wasn't willing to save them, but he needed to call them out. He called the Pharisees whitewashed tombs. He told like, Things go to die inside of you. They get buried in there. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I think that sometimes we are afraid to say, hey, white people, you are wrong for what you did. And it's like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm not calling it a you, Dudley. But what I'm saying is it's incredible because in a country that claims to have justice for all, in a country that claims to be built on one nation under God it was the same country that created the Trail of Tears for the Native Americans that were the natives that were here. It's the right. same country that was willing to bring from other continents a people and literally use them to build up their economy and then use that same economic system against those very people that built it to where they can't buy houses, where they redline them, where they remove their ability to access good food and food deserts and education. And it's incredible to see uh, a country that was built on, oh, we want freedom from the oppressive English rule to we're not gonna become the oppressors. The very thing that this country was running from is exactly what it it became to the people that were here. That's why when I hear people call Native Americans Indians, I'm like, you're so ignorant because you don't even understand where that term came from. It was from a man, an explorer who got here and was like, oh, we made it to India. So they're Indians because they're colored. And what? Like, it, it's, it's, it's that mentality that pervades. And so when things like the insurrection happen mm. and it takes 
a year, two years to even begin to indict and to put people away for that. When we know that there were peaceful black rallies that were happening when black people were being arming, so shot down in the streets and they go with tear gas and they go and they, they they destroy black people they were willing to spray them in the 60s and put dogs on children but you mean to tell me that grown people storm the capital and what we do is we use plastic handcuffs mercy but Mona, let me ask you a question wait 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 so then i have to turn around and while i'm preaching god's love right to the to the very people that are going to turn around and smack me in the face and then you'll hear a preacher say that when jesus says to turn the other cheek this is what he was talking about right when it wasn't because if you understood that to be able to move after someone strikes you is power that's actually a symbol of power so so my thing is i think that it is okay to tell somebody that they're wrong. Absolutely. I agree. I think that it is okay to look at someone in the face and say, I don't care if you use the internet or if you use whatever to try to find like-minded people like you, you're still in the wrong. I don't care if there's 70,000 of you that are standing here saying the same wrong thing because there are opinions and then there are actual facts. And so to try to draw haziness between the two and sit there and say, well, we can't teach critical race theory in schools because it teaches wrong history. Like, like I just, I can't get with it. Right. I can't get with this idea that somehow I can't be black and white. Wow. Sorry. I just can't get with that. Gotcha. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Insurrection. There was a lady who tried to, a lady who tried to break in, who unfortunately got shot by one of the, um, by one of the, the Capitol Police. Was her attempt to get into the Capitol wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you sympathize with the fact that she she passed away? I empathize. Um, Okay, you empathize with the fact that she passed away. I sympathize. I empathize because I don't think death is ever a a reason to kill someone. And that's all I'm saying. Uh, No, no, no. But but it's easy for you to come to that conclusion. But there are many people who are so charged. I've seen many people who are so charged by the wrong that they, 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 oh, well, it was good for her. I would lock her up and leave her in jail to die, though. Then, then that's fine. If that if you if you feel like there that's a punishment that fits the particular crime, that's another problem. It, it absolutely does because there are men that are in life term sentences for carrying that, three ounces a week. That's what? fine. That's fine. But what, what I'm saying is there With are men liberty who, and justice for all who came to the conclusion <laughs> that oh it's good for you or and, and and there was no especially from the people who are supposed to exude the love of Christ that there was no compassion towards even some people's ignorance. To that, and so I, I'm, I'm always trying to find, you know, where's my balance? Where's 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 my energy going to? Am I allowing my sense of right to make me feel like I have the right 
to feel, to act, to respond any way that I want to. to become. I can, I can, so what's so good about Jesus and flipping the tables is the same person he, the same people he was yelling at, he would go to their house and eat supper with them. That's, that's the difference when it comes to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus sat with the people he, who, who were sinners. He also sat also in the house of the, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He sat in their house. No, he too. didn't. They had left him and welcome him into their house. No, 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 no. Yes, the they did. The only Pharisee that he was with are the two that we know of that welcomed him in. And even when they did that, when other people came in that were different, they were like, get out. Like what? Right, no, but that's my point. So my point is, he he came into the house of people of religious leaders to the point where you he his question was, man, are you are you, are you going to judge me because we're we're sitting we're laughing here? You know, are you going to consider me to be a sinner when the when the the, the lady with the alabaster box came in? She came. He came. She came into a place where there were a whole bunch of religious leaders. What I'm saying is, he had the ability to sit in both places and was and respected both people's opinions my thing is can we sit at the table and he can he can lament them he can tell them why they're wrong but can he can you sit in the same can you sit in different tables and have the same conversation and keep the same energy on two on two tables can you sit with an enemy and tell them listen this is why you're wrong but i can sit with you and have a conversation with you as compared to you this is why you're wrong and i'm never gonna have a say sit at your table i'm never gonna if you welcome me to your home i'm never coming to your home because you're wrong you're forever going to be wrong having a conversation doesn't mean that i agree with what you're saying i have no, no problem hearing you but i'm still going to call you out like i'm not going to just sit there and let you say or spew out things that aren't right and not correct you absolutely right what i'm saying is with that sense of making sure to tell them why they're wrong i still have the i still have the want to still say okay you know what where are we going to have this conversation all right you can come to my house now i'm not coming to your house but that's your prerogative. You you may not want to sit at that table. Okay, you don't want to sit. That's okay. Okay, and, and and so and so and what 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 about um what about okay what what about if you have particular debates on CNN for example or but here's the like I I think I think what Edsel said earlier has to do with this. Right. Edsel said, for me, for example, I'm a pastor, but I'm also a person. Like, I'm still a person. I'm True. not Jesus. I don't have the ability that Jesus has. And to sit there and act like I do, that's actually even worse. I'm just, well, are we striving? Nah. Uh -uh. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think that we often don't talk about how we talk enough. So we don't know how to talk. Say that one more time. Say that one. We don't talk about how we talk. So we don't talk well. Like, a lot of times when I'm doing couples therapy, sometimes like people, or even family therapy, people are talking and it's like, no, no, we need to set up ground rules around how we talk mm -hmm. so that we know how to talk and we know how to listen. It's like when you play Uno, right? Like before you start an Uno game, oh, Uno's a hard example. It's but you fight mess. over the house rules, no, he's right. Yeah, you fight over, because we won, we've discarded the Uno rules. We don't even listen, it's like, yo, can I stack? Can I stack colors? Can I stack draw okay. four and draw two? But no. we do that because there's this common understanding that how you play Uno is informed by your background, by your history, by what you've been through, by your experience, right? All we right do that. And you might, you might act out of character. Right. If you don't know what the rules are. But we don't do that in our communities. So we have enough sense to do it for Uno because we see what it leads to. 
but it keeps leading to even more mess online and more mess in our communities and more mess in our relationships. But we don't have that same conversation where it's like, okay, what are the rules here? Can I stack draw twos on draw fours? Can I stack wild on wild? Can I stack color on, like, can I do all of those things? And I think, right. But I think if we were to spend more time having conversations about how we have conversation, that we need to talk about talking. How did you respond to this? How did you post that online? How did it impact your community, right? You'd be able to get the, to see the difference between the people who are fear-mongering, the people who are using outrage in order to get views, the people who are using just whatever it is that they have at their disposal for their own selfish purposes, and then the people who are usually using the internet to actually build community, right? It is so easy. We have that conversation on Uno, and then now a few minutes in, it's like we have clarity. We already we agree because I accept some of your rules. You might go back and forth about it, but I accept it, and now we can talk, right? But online, we we can't talk. We can't talk because nobody's talking about talking. So I appreciate this conversation because I feel like we're actually talking about talking, we're talking about how we post and how we communicate it what it actually does and how it impacts people. I know that pastors make mistakes. Trust me, I know. We pastors probably know more than others because we know the stuff that happens that doesn't hit, that doesn't hit social media. Mm. I know that public figures make mistakes. I know that 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 there are people in power who have issues and yes, they should be held to account. But like again, like where is that line? And we saw it with Will Smith where it's like, hey, Okay, we can have a conversation about wrong, but at what point do we reach a point where we're we're tearing this person down, we're denigrating them, and then we want to invite them to our community guest day. We want to get that we want them to know about Jesus. Like how right. many people would accept the gospel from us if they had a history of our social media feed? And Mercy. everything that we have said about people who don't look like us, people who Mercy. don't believe like us, people who don't go to our houses of worship, people don't, who don't have things in common with us, like it's such a problem and 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 I don't think I don't think we really see how we're impacting the world around us because there are people who don't share our faith who are seeing us online correct they see and, us and, and and for for a person who might look at you know our our particular denomination who might be following us who's not uh that and might be seeing all these posts they'll be like I'm never stepping foot in that church right. but why? Because you represent a community. Yes. And the immediacy that we place on the internet and our feelings diminishes a lot of the, you know, long-term impacts that come with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I had a bad day at church on Sabbath. So I'm an event on Facebook. And then, you know, next week I'm over my feelings, but someone that follows me, that's going to stay in their mind. And the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter, you know, why we don't understand. That's just the way the world works. works. Yes and no. You know what? I, I don't have to like. I may not agree that that's what it should be. Which is why I spoke about critical thinking, right? We all have bad days. We all deal with certain situations. We all have certain, you know, things. But it's it's just like we say with any situation, right? You know, I have a fight with my man. You know, I'm not going to post it on Facebook. And then next week, you know, we're good. But my friend, you know, they know what we went through. So they, you know, they see I'm good with my man, but they still in their feelings about what I about what I told them last week. Then you're against emotional That's how we're built. 
And, and that is the reason why they tell you, like, don't tell your parents everything that your your spouse did because you can reconcile and then your parents will be like, mm, no, I remember when you did this to my daughter, when you did this to my son. Like, it's not every not everybody's there. Not everybody's I don't there. disagree. I don't disagree. But I feel like that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about that pendulum swing. Mm -hmm. Like, there has to be lines as to this is her opinion and this is where it stops. Like, this is her opinion. And you're free to have your opinion. People are free to have their opinions. Right. Like, right. there are days that I want to set the Adventist church on fire. Mm -hmm. But it's not the church building that I have a problem with because right. the building isn't doing anything to me. Right. 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 So when I talk about the Adventist church, obviously, I'm not talking about the structural building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But some some sad sap will read that and say, we need to burn the, 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 the cement down to the ground. Yeah. Right. Right, so, right, right. right. So I'm saying, I think that we don't allow enough room for our own critical thinking. Like other people's, other people's, uh, <laughs> and I say this all the time, other people's opinions about me are none of my business. I don't really care. I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, you could say whatever, however, whenever, as long as I am still employed. And I still have a paycheck that comes every fifteen days. I'm good. I hear you. But you know, I, I I just think that we we like to censor so much. Like people can't just have like that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if if your opinion is not like destroying someone, like have your opinion. You don't like you don't like sugar in your grits. Don't put sugar in your grits. You prefer salt in your grits? Then put salt in your grits. You want to say that people that put sugar in their grits have broken taste buds? Okay, that is your opinion. And I can't then say, oh my goodness, all people who put sugar in their grits are aliens from another planet called Sugartopia. And then I decide that that's a real place. And now I have 90 people and I'm creating a cult together where we're going to sing songs to be abducted away to Sugartopia. That is how ridiculous people sound on the internet. But and I think what? that to say, I think that to say, oh, well, this is just the reality of what it is. That's not any better. It's not any better. It's not better, but everyone's entry point is different. And there will be people that walk away and say Sugartopia is a real place. That's just that. Unfortunately, <laughs> like that is the world that we live in. And, and I'm sorry, because I right. work with students and I see the way they think and how they're growing up. Yep. That's just what it is, because everyone's entry point is so different. Like, and I think like watching the way my students think has really guided the way that I move, especially on social media. But they're not thinking then. That's the point. Yes, exactly. And guess what? They become adults that don't think because a lot of them have there no are already intention. adults that don't yeah. think. Right. And they were, and exactly. And this is where they come from because unfortunately this culture that is being creating and created and cultivated, which is not going to go away, is one in which because you have everything at your fingertips, it really diminishes the need for some people to go a step further and think. And it is so sad, but it is very present. Very. Yeah. I, 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 I just, I just, I'm just wrestling as I'm listening with the idea of defining what our responsibility is with our opinions. And so 
it it comes full circle in the question of when we use this thing called the internet, um, what are we using it for? Are we using it for as our own place of um, expressing our fears, our our wants for our validation, et cetera? Or are we or do we have a responsibility that's greater? It's literally a question I'm asking. I'm not trying to force you anybody into a particular corner. And I think that depending on how you answer that question, depending on what your bottom line is to that question, will allow you ultimately to find ways for you to either continue to, to use the platform in a certain way or begin to to even not use the platform in, in, in a particular way. And so for me, my conclusion I found in a lot of different ways is, you know what, right or wrong, right or wrong, people will always overweigh what I say because of the title of that's placed before my name, because of the place in which I check in for work, etc. And because of that, my, my responsibility to my opinion um, means more. Because there are a lot of people who don't may, may, may not necessarily have the intelligence, may not necessarily have the, the experience and whatever to be able to parse my words as well as they should. And so I have to be very careful of that because I don't want that person to take a misunderstanding of my quote and then attribute what I'm saying to be the church or to be anything like that. It's the, response of, uh, it's the, it's the burden sometimes of being the leader. Um, and, and, and so in, in this, in this dance of using the internet in the, in this dance of, of having, um, opinions, um, I, I find what we, I think we all come to the conclusion of saying that when used without nuance, when, when, with, when used without the ability of clarity, this thing can, can be detrimental, um, when used with an opportunity for us to just uh, gaslight without any conclusion, any any general conclusion, okay, this is what we should substantially do based on the circumstances. If you're not coming to a particular conclusion, then all this is an opportunity is, is to get into people's feelings and do whatever they they want to do for the sake of what they're doing. And, and hey, it may be your prerogative to want to do that, but again, you know, it may not necessarily be productive on how you use uh, this thing called the internet. Um, and, and, and finally, yeah, there, there were one-liners, and I, I wanted to make sure I get got this in before we, we ended today because there were some things, Moda, Etzel, you, you guys said in the group chat, one-liners that you said you guys couldn't stand. I love them. Um, certain certain cliche lines that people have used that sort of gave generic impressions over circumstances and burdens and whatever that, they, that, that, that people had that, Sometimes it can can get people caught up because a lot of times it's not it's not so much about you know um, sharing your your vice or your your hatred, but also it's even when you are trying to positively affect somebody and you still could be doing it wrong. You might be saying you know what, uh, 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 gentlemen, you got to make sure in, in, in all things you know make make sure that you you feed your wife. If you don't feed your wife, you know, happy wife, happy life, and those generic lines that you think that. All you do is say that, and then everything is fixed. That's another opportunity that internet has used in a way that may necessarily have helped a lot of people along the line. I think that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, that's a long conversation. That, 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 that I sure. think my, my thing is, I want one. I remember I was watching the Social Dilemma, and 
one of the social media creators was saying, That's he said, if you're getting a product for free, you are the product. <laughs> you're, you're the product. You're, you're being used. And I'm seeing how the internet is being used. I'm seeing how social and um, TV media is being used. And I don't want to be used. I, I want to be the same person in social media that I am in real life. I want to have the same values. I want to move in the same way, whether it gets a lot of views, whether it gets a lot of a praise, like a praise or, or whatever. Like, I don't want to be two Etzels, right? I, I think I, I spent a long time being like two to three different Etzels. And I was just like, oh, I'm too old for that. This is too, <laughs> I don't have the energy for all of that, right? Yeah. So I just want to be consistent in all the spaces where I exist, whether that's virtual or interpersonal. Um, I, I, and I want to care about people. I think yeah. that people go online and they don't care about people. I, and I, 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 need, I need to say that. Because yeah. I think that what you just said helped me to understand what Moda's point was. Yeah. Okay. It really did. It, 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 because it helped me to allow, allow myself to understand that people have the, the, the right and the perspective of, ha of being themselves. And yeah. they're who they are out away from the, the, the keyboard should be the who they are when they get to the keyboard. Right. right and you right, can't right. judge a, your, your change a person or force a person to change who they are when they get to the keyboard with, you, you know, when, where they're not. So you got to keep that same energy. My, my, I guess my problem is, is that there are some people I know you're not like that when you're, when and, you're away from the keyboard. And that's so dangerous. Like that you at the keyboard. And that's so dangerous because people don't know that. There are so many people who are actually great in person, but you see them online. You're like, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, because Ooh. you think that those are the same conversational skills, those are, those are the same conflict management skills that they're bringing into their relationship. And many times it is. Many times it is. I, I just, I think people are underestimating how they are viewed and the impact that they have on others through how they carry themselves online. Mm. Wow. And I, I, you know, as far as like when Michelle's talking about our opinions and, and stuff like that, for me at this point in my life, I really don't care to share my opinion with most people. Right. Um, I talk to the people that I know I can trust and that they won't, I won't get lost in my opinion with those people, those people that truly care about me. Like y'all, like I'll talk to y'all and tell y'all all my business and how I feel about things online. I'll share about my children. Yeah. That's it. That's because it. at the end of the day, I've just realized that people will look for any reason to miscategorize who you are. And so I just don't give them one. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. You know, the, the beautiful thing is that when you find somebody's humanity, even when you disagree with them, you can assume respect. Mm -hmm. You can assume that they're not crazy. Mm -hmm. And if you can assume those two things, then you can say, yo, I don't agree with you, but maybe right. you've had a life experience yeah. that has taught you something that my life experience hasn't taught me. Mm -hmm. and maybe if I wait a year, maybe yeah. if I wait five years, maybe I'll agree, or maybe I'll still disagree, but I'll understand you I better. Understand, yeah. You know, like, but this whole, like, I'm just going to make you a caricature, caricature of who I think you are in my mind, and then we're just going to, you know, throw darts at you this whole time. It's like, come on, man. We could do better than that. Like, that was high school. That cancel culture, boy. Yeah. Can I, can I just say this? Like, I just, I, I kind of want to, I want to say this. So, uh, Pastor Holly told me this the other day, and I thought it was just so deep when she said this to me. She's like, you know, I've heard it said before that, I think it was you, Amanda. I could be absolutely wrong. Um, so someone said, when you fall in love with a pastor, 
you have to fall in love with two people. Listen, they don't want to hear that though. Let me say it. Hear that though. Let me say, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Mm. Because the first person that you're introduced to when you meet a pastor, nine times out of ten, is the pulpit persona of the pastor. They have all the answers. It's it's the church persona, right? It's the yeah. powerful speaker of the Lord that ushers in the spirit of God. It's this wonderful, big, bigger than larger than life character. And you're just like, wow. And so you fall in love with that person. You become a fan. Then the pastor comes off the pulpit. And that person is who the pastor really is. And that person is not always synonymous with who they are on the pulpit because you've got to leave room for the Holy Spirit to be able to do something through this person that they may not have the room to do with them when they're not on the pulpit. And every pastor who acts like they are on the pulpit, they're lying and they're they're forcing themselves to be that person because they're not. So every, so pray for that person who's still trying to find themselves and their identity, who's trying to... <laughs> Who still sounds like they're preaching, or, you know, when they come off the pulpit, they're they're, they're struggling because they're, they're pre- Lord, Jesus, oh. <laughs> Louise, it's Jelly, true. I'm, I'm trying to save some young. You need to go speak to a confessionary preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so I'm so saying clever. that to say, I'm saying that to say, right? One of the hardest things that I deal with, just me as a single pastor, is when men see me, they see this woman right on the pulpit it's like wow i can't wait and i come down and you know i burp because i'm a human you know what i mean and it's just like oh she she has flaws she's a she's a human like and it's like oh you gotta be kidding me and 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 i'm not talking about just in the dating sense these are friends the regular people who they're like oh you know michelle pray for me about this and i'm just like I didn't talk to God this week. Like, you really want me to pray for you? Like, this has been a rough week for us. And they're like, you didn't pray this week? Like, what? You're a pastor. And it's like, okay. And totally agree with Marquise on this one. It, it, it just becomes this idea that there are only one way. And what I want to say is, <laughs> what I want to say no individual in the world is linear. None. We all occupy different places in our lives depending on what the circumstance and the situation calls for. And even if my core values doesn't change, even if my ethics don't change, the way that I respond to certain situations are different because everything doesn't call for the same version of myself. And that's the beauty of humanity. It's like you lock people into these boxes of who they're supposed to be. And this is how you gotta be. And, and you gotta be like this all the time. And I heard Edsel say, Edsel's like, I'm who I am all the time. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. Because when I'm in the, when I'm in the gym and I'm hitting that 450 pound plates with my legs, oh, you better believe that I'm yelling out things that I probably shouldn't be. How much of the weight? How, how much of the weight again? Say it again. One hundred fifty pound leg press. So when I'm doing that, it's on my Instagram, guys. Do you know that my Instagram Woo. is wild? My Woo. Instagram be lit. Uh, so, so I'm just shout out that like, Instagram tag. What's that? What Instagram tag? What's that? This idea. It's on the something. This idea that you always have to be this one thing. It's just exhausting. 
And that's why they say you got to fall in love with two people. Because the one person that you get here is not necessarily the person that you're going to get over there. So this pedestal that people create for them, for us, right? I knock those things down from day one. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's a disservice to yourself and to us. But I respect Kasha's like Edso because Edso, you know, he's consistent through and through. Well, just to be clear, like I'm not <laughs> preaching everywhere I go. You know, when I'm in the classroom, when I'm in counseling, I'm not preaching. But okay. at my core, like I'm, I'm the same person. I'm just in different roles. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing different suits. But it's, it's me. Different sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, y'all are haters today. Oh man, family. I, I um, I've actually gotten some text messages uh, today. This that this is one of the better co- confession podcasts because of the disagreements. <laughs> yeah, people were like they learned a lot from the different uh, viewpoint that we had. So that was good. I was like, cool, great, wonderful, praise God. Um, but we want to thank everybody for uh, joining us today for what became a very, very, very good conversation. Uh, but I, I'm appreciative uh, for our family, uh, for where we have uh, come from, and just the ability for us uh, to recognize circumstances that might be triggering for a lot of people, might have been misused in a lot of different ways, and we just wanted to be the people to help people along the line in this way of faith and life uh, and everything in between. But thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight on this Confessions podcast. It was, as uh, Ms. Blair said, <laughs> lit, uh, capital L. Uh, and so... Litty, litty, lit, lit, lit. <laughs> and we're appreciative of all of you guys um, and what you guys uh, have done to make this podcast uh, love and growing the way it is. So thankful, anybody. So this is us signing off on another episode of the Confession podcast. Look for us on the Lighthouse Media Studios online and for Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all the things you can download podcasts, you'll find us. See you, bye, everybody. Later, everybody. Bye.